Welcome to Nerdables episode 425. This episode, we have an exciting show for you. We talk about the Netflix Marvel projects that are coming to Disney Plus, as well as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finally showing up on Disney Plus. We discuss Disney Plus's parental controls and their new subscription prices. We discuss a key voice returning to Futurama on Hulu. We discuss AMC upping the price of Batman and what does that mean for future blockbuster movies. And stick around to the end because Chris and I give our view of the Batman. So we're going to call this one episode 425, A Batman Kind of Night. Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris and via the phone, Ethan. Do we have a satellite or something? We yeah. used to satellite yeah. one, but we're we're letting. Uh, never mind. I was going to say something. And I don't want letting the Ukrainians use it. Like, yeah, uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is letting them use a yes, which he's going to let Star them, Tech or satellite or whatever. It, the Russians are going to use it unless he gets put at gunpoint. <laughs> I didn't get that either. Um, the Russians are going to use it unless unless he gets put at gunpoint, and then he's not going to let them use it. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would why would the Russians what? hold the gun to him? Or to use it? Yeah. Or to not use it? I guess. Either to use it or... I, I don't know. I think the idea is that <laughs> he thinks he's going to get assassinated for using yes, it. Yes, I think so. It. You're saying that the Russians who can't use it right now are going to put a gun to him and say, don't let us use it. They are. It's just the way the article was written. I didn't give a shit no, enough to... I'm pretty sure it's the way you read it. Um, that is user error right there. So, anyway, Ethan, you're getting yeah. your wish. All of the Netflix series is for Marvel are showing up on Disney Plus. Yeah, I kind of figured they were going to. So well, they it first was just a matter of where it's just a matter of where they were going to put them. That was the whole thing. They first announced and that they were not, going to show up overseas on their Netflix, or excuse me, on their Disney Plus uh, subscriptions because those are those are more open. And they're different. It's going to be on the Star, right? It's star. It's the Sub sub subscription, yes, like in Disney Plus or whatever. You have to well, also the it. thing with the with the Netflix shows is the big telltale was that when they were going to be taken off Netflix, they gave a specific date. They said, "Oh, you know, February twenty eighth is the last day you can watch this on Netflix," and that was kind of the telltale for everybody to find out that you know these are moving over to Disney because I think even a couple months ago we. Read an article that they were moving over to Disney Plus. Well, they said that they said that they were going to move over, but they didn't know if they're going to Hulu or Disney Plus because of the parental guidances right. that they have to put on there for you know those those mature titles. Which right. now means that that could also that. set up. Now that they're going to, they're doing this. They are adding the parental options on there. They are talking about that they have a what they hadn't done before is. They didn't want to split the system like they did overseas. Right. They don't have a way to, or what it seemed like, they didn't have a way to code stuff where, like, you can put in a code, you're an adult, but Bella can't. Right. You know, so Bella would be listed as a minor, and she wouldn't have access to these kind of shows or movies mm-hmm. if they decide to put an MA or whatever. Um, and until they did, they weren't going to move these over. Now, right. it looks, the flip isn't like, we're going to move them over anyway. And then later we're going to have a parental guide. I have a feeling, isn't this coming about the same time? They they have said, no, they said the parental guide is coming later this year. 
Oh, these will be these will be on will, first. These will be hitting sometime mid March. Yeah, in in the original article, whoever it was that announced it, whether it was Chapic or anybody else, they said something along the lines of, "By the end of the year, you'll have a parental guidance," and I think that's to you know see what this is with this because even then maybe they put these on and they don't get a single complaint yeah just be like the hell with it why are we developing a technology that nobody seems to want because now you can put deadpool over there if they come up with it yeah and that's i i think they're still wary of putting you know something where the f-bomb is 125 times on a system that also has you know silly symphonies um or at least the same access to it but yes it's it's an idea because i still think they're i I still think they're going to take everything that they own that's on Hulu off because they don't own all of Hulu. They have the controlling interest. They own two thirds of it. No, we were talking last night, you know, that they're, they've announced that all of the Fox properties of films and television will go to Hulu. For now. Right. Except for things like free guy and West side story. Stuff that's already, (coughs) and it's not only that, it's also stuff that they already have. Marvel animated, uh, X-Men animated, Spider-Man animated. That's already there. But the, yeah, that's already all, on Disney Plus. Right. Even though technically it's not Marvel stuff. Well, anything, yes. It's not, Marvel, it's not Disney will, stuff. It's Fox stuff. You know, it was built, it was it was done for Fox Studios. Right. For those those morning shows and stuff like that. Or Sony was helping to do the Spider-Man cartoon, whatever it was, the one that was on MTV. I think the idea, what they had to start with, is still the idea that if anything is owned by Disney, it's going to be on Disney Plus. I agree. So that would mean at some point to start pulling stuff off of Hulu or stop putting new stuff on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Because again, they don't have control of Hulu. Right. Um, completely. They don't own everything on Hulu. So They if have you the go majority. To, yes, but if you go to Hulu, part of the money you're spending to watch Disney-owned product is going to CBS. Who's the third, who's the third one? Because they have Fox's stake, obviously, now. They have Fox's stake, their stake, because they are two-thirds. I don't and know. I NBC. NBC, yes, NBC, because NBC's on it. You're right. But NBC's pulling everything for the Peacock. They're not. That's the thing. Is they're telling you, like, the new Law & Order, it's it's only on Peacock. It's not. It's also on Hulu. La Brea, that terrible show that I watched most of that I still haven't finished the last two episodes for, they told you all the commercials were, you know, Tuesdays on NBC, like next day on Peacock, only on Peacock. But only is that on, Peacock. on the live channels or is it? Yes. It's telling you on all the live channels, the only the only place that they advertise that these shows are on streaming or on Peacock, but that's not true. They're also on Hulu. No, that's what I meant. I mean, are they on there to stream or are they on there as part of the Hulu you can get live to, channels? You, not the live, but that's the thing. They're not. If they were just live, that'd be fine. Because Hulu does have live channel options. Yes, where but I don't have any of those live channels options. But the idea is that I can go, like I'm going to do it when I get out of here. I'm going to go watch Law & Order on Hulu. I'm not paying for Peacock. And one of the reasons I didn't get Peacock was because I was getting the NBC shows that I was interested in right. already on Hulu. If you're Disney, when someone goes, if you're going there to watch an ABC show, if you're going there, even if you're going through them to watch ESPN Plus, which is weird to me, yeah, that money, part of that, well, that's not really because it's part of my Hulu subscription is go, part of it is going to NBC. So why does my Hulu subscription that I'm using to also watch ESPN Plus or watch ABC shows or whatever, if I'm Disney, why am I? Why am I letting me? Why are they letting me 
put money in Comcast's pocket, mm-hmm. especially if Comcast has their own service. Right. I don't think Hulu exists in two years. See, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, and once they pull out, Hulu doesn't exist because it's just Comcast left, and they've already got Peacock. Well, I'd see. I was what I was wondering, and that's why when they made the announcement about the, the only reason I think it would is that Hulu t- is the live TV because a lot of people are using Hulu instead of you know Directv Stream or well, or but that's what I, or whatever. See, but that's what I was wondering if that gets integrated into Disney Plus as part. You know, Disney Plus now has live that would be amazing. It has live TV. And that might be part of the reason they don't is because it's proprietary to Hulu. Right. And it's shared between three, so they can't just take it for their own. But you could you could make Hulu a subcategory. Because Paramount of, has live channels, right? Paramount has live channels. Yeah. Peacock has live channels. Yeah, you can turn on the network that whatever's showing on the network right now. Right. You know, whatever's showing on NBC any by of region. The, any yeah. of the Comcast stations or channels yeah. you can see on Peacock. Any of the... What is, what, that's what ESPN what, Plus has. What you know? is, because uh, it, it's, it, it's CBS, but it's a CBS Sports and all those. There's a CBS Sports, um, and I think they own one college network. Because, yeah, because the, um, the Big 12 the or something. Yeah, they do it might, a lot it might be the Big 12 stuff, too, because I know I used to go to CBS Sports. Yeah. 220 on your direct TV. Um, no, it's not. 220 was NBC. It was 221. Anyway. Wasn't two twenty uh, the sports? Two twenty was NBC Sports. Yeah, um, which no longer exists. But you, there, but, but you could go. Paramount has live channels on there too. Yes, because I would go to CBS Sports and watch Michigan hockey right. games um, because they would show those all the time. So See, that's why I was saying is that, and I, I kind of mentioned this. I think it was last night. Um, I don't personally. I, I don't. See, I don't understand I ESPN why ESPN Plus and Hulu becoming subcategories. Hulu Live TV. Being subcategories under Disney Plus, I see ABC becoming a. a you're going to have a live option. Yeah. Because think of it now, you've got, you, if you're going to produce Disney Channel mm-hmm. and Disney XD for the people that are still connected to cable, why would you not have those streaming on your Disney app? Right. Which Especially, is where I think, which is where I think they're going. ABC, the same thing. ABC Primetime. Because like in in Hulu, you have ABC News twenty four hours. Yes. So you can turn it on at any point, and they they have a 24-hour news channel that has the world news tonight Mm -hmm. and the overnight and the early morning and Good Morning America or whatever that's there. But they produce content specifically for the hours that when you're watching it on DirecTV that, you know, live with Kelly and What's-His-Face are on, your local news is on. They have a program, a national news program that's on it. If you're going to run that money, put it in Disney+, Plus, not Hulu. Right. Um, That's the thing that drives me crazy with, like, um, uh, uh, like M- uh, the MLB, MLB network and NHL network, they have an app mm-hmm. that you can put in the Roku, but it doesn't allow you. I still have my DirecTV account. I should have access to those. They don't have a live streaming option, and they don't. I mean, if if MLB is pl- is paying money to produce programs, NHL is, is paying money to produce programs like their highlight package every every weekday. NHL Now, which is a news program in the middle of the day. Why is that not on demand on the NHL network? Right. Or the, or the NHL app? That's the only the only reason I've kept DirecTV is one, it gives you access to those channels wherever you are. But it's also those two networks. I watch a lot and I'm like, this is stupid. Like and I'll pay I'd rather pay five bucks to the NHL every month just to have the NHL app have a have a live streaming and a on demand for their programming. But I, I can I can see you know them all being integrated into Disney Plus, 
especially since the Disney Plus, when they start losing money, because we already we were, one of the things we're going to talk about is the Disney ad um, features coming up onto Disney Plus. So that to me is like the first step of, you know, of the. Uh, of, of the Hulu That's one of the reasons to have a streaming service is that you have advertising on it and people aren't getting pissed off. Right. One of the weird things with ESPN Plus is there, there's um, the shows that are on that are on demand. So like The Point, which every Thursday is an hour-long hockey show that has in-depth interviews and, and stuff like that. They give it to you on demand. The commercials are still in it, mm-hmm. which I just fast-forward through. <laughs> But if they're going to let me fast forward through it, then I'm like, why don't you just cut the commercials out? Right. If you have a, a live service, then you're hoping people will watch it live, and there's they don't cut anything out. You're just going to have those commercials on there. Well, and and we you'll don't... be able to sell, you know, your local affiliate will have a, a, a sell, but you'll also have a, a national sell, like, you know, good, hey, Toyota, everyone's going to watch these ads now. Well, we've been saying this since day one of Disney Plus that we knew that at some point they were going to add an ad subscription. There's no way that just subscribers is self-sustaining. Yeah. Because you can't grow. I mean, Disney is is like 120% of where they thought it would be. Right. What was it like the first two weeks? They're like, we expected to have 7 million. We have 14. Yeah. And it just keeps growing and growing. That gives you a finite number of money until you change prices. Yes. So, you know, if it's 10 bucks a month and you have 43 million subscribers, you're making $430 million. Think that math's right. You have to keep adding subscribers. There's mm-hmm. a point where you're like, we can't add anymore. Right. People who want it, have it. Right. There's not going to be some life change in, in some massive life change all around the world where people are like, hey, 10 bucks a month is, is affordable now. It wasn't a month ago, but now we got that extra 10. Now it's going to happen. Gonna be it's going to happen in different places. But it's more likely that people are going to be in a spot where they're like, you know, I'm paying 15, but I'd like to pay 10. Yeah. And that's where the ad service comes in. So we're going to give you the option now, like Hulu does, which is the only option in the bundle, at least when it started, is we're going to we're gonna put ads. And the great thing with the ads that they have in there, you can't fast forward them. Right. The, the, thing should, the function doesn't work. Remember when DVDs used to have that? Yep. When you, that first time you watched that DVD, it gave you all the trailers and you could not skip them? Yep. Every time after was fine, but that first time, like, no, you're going to watch the trailer to this crappy movie you're never going to see. That's what this is. And I think, you know, we now have the announcement that Disney is going to make a separate subscription tier that has ads. Yes. Okay. That tier is likely to be about the same price what we're paying now. It's probably $9.99, and then you'll pay $13.99 for the Disney subscription. What is it now? What is it well, by itself? What is, by itself, it's like about 7 or $8 a month. Okay. Uh, it's it's what I said originally is uh, the current subscription pricing and current subscriptions are going to be most probably transferred over to an ad based subscription. Yes, if you don't do anything, they're going to start showing you ads. Right, and then if they say, "Oh, you don't want to add free," uh, it's going to be an extra two bucks a month or whatever, and you can upgrade your package. Right, because Hulu the ad free is thirteen ninety nine. Which is the bundle price when I first started it? But and that because that just went up, it just it went, went up like fourteen ninety nine now for the bundle price. I think so, but it just because I just got a note that's an email saying that I'm going from twelve ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine for it. Yeah, and you just killed a stormtrooper. I'm a rebel. Um, 
Okay, all three of us have Disney Plus. All right. I think anyone who listens to this knows that. <laughs> anyone of you thinking of just sticking with the the ad, you know, getting the commercials? It depends on the price. I mean, if they go insane, like it's twenty bucks a month ad, it's ten bucks a month without, or, or twenty bucks a month no ads, ten bucks a month ad, then I'll probably stay because I've done Hulu for years with it. It's it's not Would that it bad. Would it matter here's, what the commercial placements are? That that this is the, the most fascinating part to me. As of right now, if you're Disney and you go to whoever's doing the Marvel shows, if you go to Farvro and and fight, and not Farvro fight, fight Farvro and, and Filoni, and you're like, you can make anything you want. It's got to be longer than forty minutes. It's got to be under an hour. We don't care what else you do. When you make ad TV, when you make network TV. You have to build beats into stoppages, right? Yes. It's stupid to just be like, all right, we're just going to have the ads right in the middle of, you know, I'm watching Law and, Law and Order. It'd be stupid to like, the defense rest, buy a you, you Toyota. Commu- you know, yeah, you, yeah, you have to build it into breaks. your thing. And that's why something like Law and Order works so much because it's just little segments. Even if you're a non-ad subscriber, and let's, let's go with 20 bucks a month, your shows are still going to be different mm-hmm. because... You have to, it's the lowest common denominator. You have to make for the lowest common denominator, and that's going to be ad TV. So is the fourth season of Mandalorian, you go to John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you say, by the way, every show has to have three commercial breaks in it, and you have to build them in. That's different than saying do whatever you want. Because I would challenge anybody to go see the first season of Mandalorian and find three commercial placements in every episode for that season. Because I don't think they fit. So it changes the way that you have to create the shows that you're making. And that's where I think if we're going to have a problem with this, that's going to be the biggest problem. If I'm not paying for ads, or if I'm paying for no ads, my show is going to be different than what the creators originally intended because they have to make... They have to make, you got to do it for all of them. Well, I'm just now looking at one episode at a time. So you have the cold opening in the Mandalorian where he first comes into the bar for the first bounty. Right. Okay. You, you run that. That's your, your first commercial breaks there. Come back with the opening credits. He goes on his, the, he goes back to what's the planet where Navarro, Navarro, he goes back to Navarro, drops off the bounty and he picks up the new bounty right there. But what if, Disney, the, what if Disney tells you that's not enough time? You got to give time. See, that, and give, that's you, where the problem is. You, the problem, what I'm saying, you can find them if you really want to. Yeah. The problem is when you're told beforehand they have to come. If that you, if changes, you have to write your that story. changes the way you're thinking of how you're doing something. Because one of the things of writing for network TV is it's very constricted, right? The Simpsons talk about this all the time. When we had A and B stories, and then Fox sold another minute of advertising, mm-hmm. which was 20 seconds in every single ad break. And they said, we dropped almost every B story. There's not enough time. A 30-minute TV series. And they talking about the fact they, could only, they had to write for 24 minutes, 22 minutes. 22 minutes. And then they had to write for 21. Mm-hmm. And that minute changed the way that they wrote the show. It fundamentally changed the way that the creators of The Simpsons wrote The Simpsons Correct. by eliminating the B story if you watch those first 10 seasons, there's always a B story. Right. There's always a B story. There's very few that don't. Who, who shot Mr. Burns is probably one of them. But 
almost every single episode has a minor character arc, which for a lot of those is the one that's the best. Right. Well, it's like most of the BBC stuff that is showed in America, like Doctor Who and things like that. They're normally shot about uh, sixty-five minutes. They all go over the place. Aren't there, aren't there episodes of Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch that are like two hours? Yes. Yeah. So they're shot with no right because it's no government commercial subject. time. Because it's government-subsidized CDTV out there. Right. When you write a sitcom... PBS for, doesn't have commercials. Correct. When you write a sitcom for, say, CBS or something, you're writing a 22-minute episode mm-hmm. for a 30-minute time slot. Right. And you have to find places to stop it. For an hour-long show, you're writing a 48-minute episode mm-hmm. for a one-hour And you have to find all the, you, you have to build in the places to stop it. You have to find your transition points for commercials. And it became it becomes a part of that process. Right. You know, I know someone who writes for streaming and they said that one of the free things for him was like it was so freeing to be able to write an entire episode. Mm-hmm. And all I knew is it had to be more than 40 pages and less than 60. Right. And I could do whatever I wanted. Right. And then budget comes in and something's changed that way, but at least the first part of creation and he had worked on network television. He's like, everything I wrote for network television was like five minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. or, well, know, like three minutes, saying, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Like you were saying for like the Simpsons cutting out the B storylines, you get those, you know, where like Dr. Who or something like that, they cut out so much of it that mm-hmm. when you're watching it, either streaming or, or, you know, from a BBC funded station, right. You're getting so much more of the episode arc. Well, that's what syndication did too. Yes. You, know, you watch the Simpsons in syndication, there are brilliant moments. There's the great moment in the Lisa Substitute mm-hmm. where she's out on the field playing the saxophone for Mr. For Mr. Bergstrom. I didn't see that for years because right. they had to cut it out because they had to find there it was something like 40 more seconds. They sold like two more commercials in syndication or whatever. And usually they just cut it out of the, the opening. But there's so many episodes that the Lisa the Vegetarian, you know, yeah. when Friends with Salad... They go across the screen one way and they come across the scene the other way. And that's when Marge is on the line. She's like, mom. Oh, sorry. That's gone. Right. So, well, you remember my, my thing in the 80s and again, 90s, TBS, it, almost everything started on the, the five minute mark mm-hmm. of the hour. Well, look what AMC was doing. Yeah. Um, I think I, it's, it's, it depends on the price, how significant it is. I think Ethan's right. I think if whatever you're at right now, you're going to have ads when this happens. They'll give you the option to right. add more, to add more money, to get rid of ads. But my thing that I've said is that commercials before the show are inevitable for no matter what tier. You can pay it a sure. hundred bucks a month and you're going to see for the whole season before Hawkeye, a Toyota commercial. With, it's going to be, it'll be, it'll be, it could be that those opportunities. That's the thing you go to Toyota and you say, look, you pay us, Let's say $20,000. We're going to do a 45-second commercial. you got 45 seconds to give us two different commercials that we run through the first half of it and then the second half. If you want to pay $100,000, uh, 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 Jeremy Renner will be in them. Because remember, we, we've or, seen or those ads yeah, on And they've already had those. And that's what I'm saying is there's more options. That's why I think it's inevitable because yeah. you, can, you can try to sell it as fans like, oh, you're getting more content. You get to see more Jeremy Renner. Yeah, going... Let's catch the bad guys in a Toyota 4Runner now with extra boosts or whatever. That's coming no matter what. We even saw it with What If. Remember, what, they did a What If one you know, that was... Uh, what if you subscribe to more Disney Plus? What if you were afford, you could afford to go to Disneyland? 
<clears throat> knowing that it's inevitable, I think the best way to do it and still retain, I guess, some sort of customer satisfaction. Because, you know, look, a lot of people are going to be like, well, I'm paying for a service. Why do I have to watch ads? Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously, like we're discussing, it's just another revenue source for them that they would need in order to continue making more content. But I think the way to do it where people would be happy would be to either put it in between episodes where it shows in the beginning of an episode and then once the episode ends, you play another, you know, 30, 45 second ad and then start the next episode. Um, next episode? For example, like, oh for example, like a streaming service like Crunchyroll, for example, with uh, like the anime shows. The cuts in between for ads on them are in such the most weirdest places because the way that the animes are done is they don't have breaks for commercials. Well, that's what happens with YouTube and Facebook. You know, you're watching some little clip or something and all of a sudden, you know, you're watching some Marine come back that's surprising their kids or something and... It happens. They open the door and then commercial. Yeah, (laughs) it happens in the weirdest spot. And then you're going, well, I don't care about this anymore. I know, yeah. Um, Well, it just makes you upset because it takes you out of the moment of what you're watching. So I think the best way to do it would be, like I said, to either have the commercial playing in between episodes or, you know, at at the beginning or the end. Like Amazon will let you stream through a bunch of episodes before they show you another ad for an Amazon show. Like right. you, you watch the boys, for example, and the very first thing you see is an ad for something Amazon related. And then three episodes later, you'll get another ad for another Amazon show. Yes. And that, it starts at I the think, beginning of the episode where you can't fast forward through it. Yeah. So I think that that would be the best course of action for any of these streaming services that are going to start offering ads for their shows that are going to make people a little more accepting of, you know, having to be able to watch. And also plus it gives people time in between episodes to take a break and go get like something to eat or go pee or something like that. So they're not binging a show for 10 hours straight because it keeps ending on a cliffhanger and you want to see what happens next. Well, I think if you're going to start it out, you should start out with like, you know, your Disneyland or Disney world commercials in between or in, you know, in the beginning of them or whatever, or for your next film coming out or something, you know, it's related to it like that. Or even, you know, the car commercial with, you know, if you're watching something Marvel and the car, you know, the car commercial for whatever it is that, you know, Brie Larson is pitching, you know, is before it. So you, you still feel like you're within that same realm or that same universe to a degree. And you're not all of a also sudden an ad for something that you have and you most likely will buy. Right. If, you're not something, all... if you're watching Disney plus you're, and you see an ad for something Disney related, you'd be like, Oh, I like this ad because, I like Disney. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be sitting there watching Mandalorian and Skinny Pop ad comes up. Exactly. I don't know. (laughs) Did Disney own them yet? I don't know. But you know it's a whole bad kind of night. (laughs) That commercial plays so much. I mean, I just... During sporting events, you see that commercial so much. During SNL, it's like every... Mm -hmm. You know, like you'll see three or four of them back to back. 
It's like last night we yeah. were we were sitting there at uh, when the when you were over on the other side of uh, taking pictures for you know the gymnastics meet. Somebody opens up a bag of Skinny Pop, <laughs> look over at Beth, and it's just one of the small ones. I want see that's how you have a whole bag kind of night. It's just a small little <laughs> bag of Skinny Pop. Um, but no, here one of the things that uh, you we, you know we were talking about with Chris just a second ago is that when you're writing about it, you have to write that your transitions you know work to a certain time limit. It's almost like when you do live radio, and, you know, and you know you got a commercial break coming up where you have to end your segment. So it's where you can go to commercial and then come back, you know, granted with the live radio and anything, you know, and you're, you, you can, you know, see your time with your discussions and stuff like that and see where right. you can start wrapping it up. But when you're writing, especially writing a series, especially when you're writing a dramatic series, it's a lot harder to come up with your transition point at say the 10 minute mark and know that, you know, I've got to, I've got to change. I've got to have my, my police, you know, leaving the precinct and getting ready to go to the crime scene at exactly 10 minutes or 10 pages, you know, because usually a page is a, is a minute long in an episode. <clears throat> but now you have to, to do that for streaming is going to be much, much more difficult. Um, right. Especially some of these series like, you know, the Marvel stuff and the, and the, uh, the star Wars stuff. I think those are, those are going to be a lot more challenging because you're so used to writing a film style series. Fundamentally changes the way they're writing those series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it's, there are bigger ramifications than God damn it. I'm going to pay less for ads. Cause you know, I'm, I'm going to pay the same price. And I'm going to have ads. The ramification for me is creatively, right? What are you doing? And are we only getting ads with shows? We're getting mm-hmm. ads with movies. Because that would be the change, too. Like, if you're telling me there's going to be an ad in everything, then I'll, I'll, I'll pay that 20 Do you do I it don't, before or after, or do you, do you expect them in the middle? If I expect them in the middle, because they're going to they're gonna make as much money as they can. Because they're going to get to a point, as I've kind of said, is if you're saying, okay, Toyota, you, you give us the commercial you produced with uh, Jan, and it's $25,000 every time we run it. These numbers are astronomical. Sure. But I got a better idea. You give us $100,000. We'll produce the commercial for you with the people in the show. Yeah. On the sets and locations that they're at. We'll do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You just got to tell us, what, what do you want? We need the whole, we need the, sh- we need the truck in every single shot. And Toyota days are this day. And this is the price. And this is the gas mileage. All that's got to be in there. Okay. Right. You get your own people to write it. You get your own people to produce it, and you're telling Toyota it's just more money because you're paying for that. Mm-hmm. It's only going to cost you a couple extra thousand dollars to make it. You're already on the thing, but you're getting so much more. It's going to increase the budgets of your show. Well, you know? the WWE does that where with their with their uh, shows is you know they'll do a commercial for the general or something, and it'll be their wrestlers in the commercial. You know, it, it's the, the Slim Jim yeah. with uh, Macho Man years ago. You know, you, you shoot some, you shoot commercial with your right. wrestler no, no, in it. Of course, and everybody does that and already. it ties it in the well, What I'm saying now is, well, yeah, the tie-in, I guess, works a little bit differently. But yes, because the that's idea. the audience. And so you're, if your audience is watching that show, you want them to... Of course. To, I mean, know, that's why we saw that, that car commercial with all the Marvel Plus people in it. Right. You know, everyone escaping in a Nissan Escape or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. 
Um, you know, Falcon flying over it and Loki getting into it and whatever. And if, if you're saying we're going to pay Disney, we're going to pay Marvel, we're going to pay Lucasfilm, we're going to pay Disney to do the commercial for us on set the best way that they can. Mm-hmm. With and their actors we get that they to, choose. Yeah, and we get to also be able to use that commercial on network TV. Right. We're going to sell that to ABC. We're going to sell it to NBC. Maybe NBC doesn't want it. Yeah. But if you can figure out that, you know, look, we can make that commercial. We saw that. We saw that that Marvel characters commercial on on network TV. Yep. You know, it was on ESPN every time that we watched a college football game for two months. Ran on cable, you know, yeah, cable so stations. All that stuff is there. It just, it, it's, stuff is changing so quickly. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't think a lot of people realize the ramifications of this kind of stuff. When I talked about five years ago, you're going to pay as much for streaming as you do for cable right now. It's just going to be different. Right. Most people are like, I pay the same thing. I like it better because it's all on demand. Mm-hmm. It's all stuff I want. I don't need to pay for the Hallmark channel. I'm not going to watch any of those crappy movies. But I'm going to watch everything on Disney+. Plus. So if it costs me the same for... Cable, and I've got a whole bunch of channels I'm never going to watch. It costs me the same money now, and I've got streaming services where I know there's product on every single streaming service that I want to see. Right. You know, and for me, the bundle itself, ESPN Plus is worth it. And it's a great, you know, for ESPN, it's great because they're selling commercials themselves. They have a deal to carry the local carrier. So, like, when I watch an Avs game, it's on Altitude Sports Network, which mm-hmm. is the local carrier in, in Colorado. But I'm getting national commercials. Right. So ESPN is selling those commercials to be like, oh, yeah, you're going to see Toyota. You're going to see Skinny Pop. You're going to see it's usually it's the same four commercials over and over again. <laughs> Especially on SNL. Discover. Oh, my God. Discover has like two commercials that run on it. It's, it's honest. It's all the time. But the idea is I have a package that I'm paying 14 bucks, 15 bucks for. I think I only haven't watched 10 Avs games this year. Right. I mean, I've just been watching at least part of almost every single game. That's pretty incredible. And that package, when you bought the package from DirecTV, and the difference in that package was you got all the local commercials. I can mm-hmm. tell you about some great restaurants in Florida when I used to watch all the Panthers games. Right. You know, or you see stuff like that's where Golden Corral was. I'm like, why is there not a Golden Corral out here? And like, Golden Corral comes to California. I'm like, I know that. that I know what that is. Um, I've been to Golden Corral. Yeah. Um, so the difference is, is because they're not selling their own ads, that package is $160 right. for the year, right? for the season. And I had it for a couple of years, and it was great. And then when I started working, couldn't get home in time to watch any of the games. I'm like, this isn't worth it anymore. It's so funny watching local ads sometimes. Though, I love watching local ads. And a few get through yeah. because they just forget to like hit the button or whatever. Or they at least, because a lot of times they're just like, your event is in a commercial break. Right. And it's because ESPN didn't sell that ad. They're not going to show you. And the fact is like, look, um, Subaru of, of Denver. Yeah. I know all about Subaru of Denver between the app, between the TV for years and being able to listen to them. Now it's the best thing about, you know, the NHL app allows you to listen to any game for free. You have to pay for major league baseball, which was worth it last year because I followed the entire. Come on down to season. Joe's Mart. Well, we got yeah, everything. Joe like would want. It's just like, I'm Joe Sampson and I'm here with my wife, Debbie, and I want to sell you a goddamn car. Come on down to Iowa's only, <laughs> only Subaru dealership. I want the one. I want to find the one with the car. Iowa's the only dealership. Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> no one in Iowa has a car. We were since we're still talking we about all have tractors. <laughs> since we were talking about streaming, and we've been we talked about it a few weeks ago. We, Good thing nobody listens to us in Iowa. I know. Uh, we were talking about Futurama coming to Hulu. Um, Again. 
there was one miss. There was one piece missing in that that we were talking about. So that the show we can't watch. You can't watch the show unless you have everybody there. And we we're saying well, that you can watch it, but I don't think a lot of people were going to. Right. Everybody's favorite robot. Well, but the thing was, would you have had Bender in there if, if John DiMaggio didn't do it? Just have me a mute. No. Because he's such an important part of that. He's such an iconic character that I think people would be super upset about him not being in it. They wouldn't watch it. So it was kind of like, yeah. what's the point of bringing it back? That's, what, that's why he held it. out for more money, which is exactly totally. what I said at the time. Yes. And he got paid. So and John, John DiMaggio is going to be joining, returning to the cast of Futurama. He's probably like, give me as much, give me as much money as Billy West or else you can F off. Um, probably, yeah. But does you know this does you know we were talking earlier and about you know Hulu and stuff like that and we know that all of the Fox studios because it's no longer Fox 20th Century Fox what is it now it's it's, it's 20th, Fox. 20th Century where's the 20th Century is it is it 20th Century Studios or is it I thought it was yeah. something more it's just 20th Century Studios. Okay, 20th Century Studios, or 21st Century Studios, whatever the hell they call themselves, which is owned by Disney, all of their film and television that is probably not Marvel-related or anything cutesy that Disney wants to put on Disney+, Plus will be going to Hulu. Their new porn series is going there. Until Hulu becomes part of Disney+. Plus. Hulu becomes part of Disney+. Plus. I think that's coming. Um, well, then they're going to have to take Sam and Tommy off. That I don't. I think that's a Comcast show. I don't think that's ABC. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm it's a Hulu produced show. But it's yeah, it's done right. on Hulu. But it's because Hulu is its own entity. It's just owned by so it, it's yeah. It's, look, none of us are lawyers because we know that none of us do entertainment season, contracts. So the next season of Seth MacFarlane's uh, Orville is getting ready to show up on Hulu. Um, we know that Futurama is going to be there soon. And we know that there was talk, what, year uh, last year when Disney did their Disney press conference and they were announcing all the new shows and stuff they were building, there was going to be an alien project. And we've always been, we've been talking about since, you know, the merger or the Disney buying 20th Century Fox that what was going to happen to properties like Alien and Predator. Well, now we know that they're going to go away and they're never going to do anything with them ever again. That a Ridley Scott produced alien movie is coming to Hulu. Hulu. They announced the other day there was going to be a project that he was going to produce, but they never mentioned if it was going to be a, if it was going to be a series or a film. Yeah, we knew they were going to do something, you know, upcoming alien project. But they didn't tell you what it was. Right. They had announced a little while ago. And I forgot that they had done it. They they made a Predator film that's coming to there. Correct. It's called Prey that takes place in the seventeen hundreds. That was done almost in secret because it's like done. Yeah. Uh, I think part of that was because of that the ongoing lawsuit that's been settled now that the creators of the script for Predator were like, no, no, we deserve more money. So the movie's going to be produced by Ridley Scott and directed by Don't Breathe director Fade Alvarez. Fade? F-E-D-E. Fide? Fide? Probably Feed. Feed? Fide. Fide? Fide. Fide Alvarez. Mr. Alvarez is directing Mr. Alvarez is going to do He did Don't Breathe. 
Um, so according it says according to sources, Alvarez is a rabid fan of the franchise and casually pitched the idea to Scott many years ago. The idea remains implanted in Scott's brain until last year, and he called Alvarez out of the blue and asked him if the younger filmma- filmmaker was still up for it, and Alvarez didn't have to ask younger filmmaker. I love how they put in younger filmmaker. Considering that Ridley Scott is something like 80 years old. That was the reason I wanted to read that, whole, that little passage. Most filmmakers are younger than Ridley Scott. Hell, I think Steven Spielberg is younger than Ridley Scott. <laughs> Um, I there's no word yet if this will be connected to any of the Alien Covenant stuff, or if this will be more of a take on the Ridley original stuff. Um, well, the Covenant stuff is attached to it because it's the prequel stuff for it. You're trying. Yes, he was kind of exploring the origins of the Xenomorphs. God, he's 84. Yeah. That's why he's not making the movie. <laughs> Do you think he wants, as an 84-year-old man, want to go direct what was, a He film? did House of Gucci. Did he really? Yeah, he directed it. His films, The Last Duel and House oh. of Gucci, were released in 2021. Wow. I didn't realize he directed well, that. that. Mm-hmm. But directing directing House of Gucci is probably a lot easier than directing a an alien film. Sci-fi, CG-heavy movie. You deal with Jared Leto and Lady Gaga. See what happens. <laughs> I was going to say, Leto's not in that movie, but it's the other one. Jared Leto's in that movie. House of Gucci? Yeah. He's unrecognizable. He put on a fat suit. Is he? Yeah. 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 Adam uh, Driver, uh, the Lady Gaga. It's like Colin Farrell in the Batman. Yeah. That's... Uh, can't wait to talk about that. He's also... He, <laughs> Scott is next directing Napoleon, a biopic of Napoleon Bonaparte starring Joaquin Phoenix. Filming began by February of 2022. He's filming a picture well, right now okay. at 84. That's why he's producing it, because he's too busy. <laughs> he's too busy to produce. 84-year-old dude is too busy. Okay, I take back what I said. <laughs> wow. Um. Wow, Okay. <laughs> Yes, they, they do mention the Predator movie. There's a the Predator there let's see uh, the film is intended for Hulu streaming service which is ramping up in production of of original movies. It's ramping up productions of original movies. Already they already have the Predator movie, a Predacles Predators fuck me. A Predator What are Predacles? Predator prequel. Those little predators. Predator. A predator. Take 68. A predator prequel. That's a tongue twister. That is set in the seven. for you. That is set in the 1700s entitled Prey. That is scheduled for release sometime in 2022. It was, the film was shot mostly secretly. Mostly, the film was shot mostly in secret by director Dan Thrashenberg. Dan Cortez. <laughs> Dan Cortez. You guessed it, Dan Cortez. <laughs> um, Steven Spielberg is 75 years old. He's the same age Ridley as Scott is nine years older than him and is doing a movie right now. <laughs> Wasn't Steven Spielberg doing a movie? He just did uh, West Side Story. I mean, I'm sure he's working. I mean, he's never stopped working. Really. And didn't he? Did he direct Indiana Jones? 
No. No. J- didn't James Mangold direct yes. it? Yes. He's the executive producer. Yes. Yeah, years active, 1959 to present. No shit. Um, so, Ethan, I know yep. Chris and I have seen the Batman. Batman. Is the price hike specifically for the Batman, Batman that AMC is doing a turnoff or a deterrent from you seeing the film? Uh, that's part of it. You know there are more theaters than just AMC, right? I know, but here in Los Angeles, it seems like the only ones that are left are AMC because so many Regal theaters have shut down nearby me, and I think Pacific Theaters is getting bought out by something else now, and so they're shutting down a lot of those around me too. So it seems like AMC is the only theater that's around me at the moment. Or does the 45-day transition from theater to streaming uh, deter you from seeing the theater? Well, that doesn't matter to me because I don't have HBO Plus. So it's not like, you know, oh, I can just wait and see it whenever I want after 45 days. That's not a big deterrent. I mean, I think it's more of the the price hike where they're doing, oh, any popular movie, we're just going to charge more because it's popular. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm, this is the hill that I die on is, you know, when, when price hikes are just, uh, blatant money grabs it turns me off right away you know so it's like everything that we've seen in the last couple months that have been raising prices it's just kind of like it seems to me like it's just a lot of corporate greed and I know I'm going to start sounding like uh, one of these guys talking on their soapbox but it's just for me it, it turns me off because it's just like well you're just charging more because you want to make more money when you already make a shit ton of money. <laughs> That's business. So like, what's the point? So what you're saying is when you're, when your regular hooker decides she wants to charge you more money for no apparent reason, you're just, no more you're turned off. That's, that's the title. Right. Ethan's if she autobiography. doesn't have any extra skill, <laughs> why She's am not I paying extra money for? That's, that's the title of his autobiography. No more hookers. Um, <laughs> She's doing the same the thing. thing. Why am I paying more? When you're, when you're in, when you're in a business, more for it? when you're in a business or you're in a corporation, your margins are never no, allowed I to get, go down. I understand. And why that's they what I know. I, I, I know. But that's the thing is when people are like, what is, what is business doing? That's just greed. No shit. That's what it's been yeah. for 80 million years. So yeah. what do you what and do you so expect? Point, now, if you don't want to go, like, that's fine. But don't blame a business for charging you more money when people pay no, to I go can see absolutely it. Char- I can absolutely blame a business for charging more money. And and the the way that I show my st- because I don't talk about this. You know, I, you know, I think I, I didn't think uh, both of you know this. I don't really go on a soapbox every day and say, hey, you know, like ah, these corporations suck. Blah 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 blah. blah you know. No, but I'm not saying you I are, but it's, it, it's... No, I know. I'm saying the way that I show my, you know, quote-unquote protest on it is I just won't go and see it or I won't go and buy something. Because to me, even though my dollar is not going to affect that business and I full-heartedly accept that, that my extra $1 is not going to hurt AMC, it's just the principle for me and I feel better not buying into it now is it that it's so, just that they're doing it for specific film that's bothering you or that it's you know not a yeah because to because, me it almost makes sense you that if you're going like to have a Pride film like prejudice 
if you get a film like Pride and Prejudice, which is going to be like one of those Oscar heavy, you know, like dramatic pieces, they're not charging you extra for that. If they just said, hey, you know what? We're going to have to raise ticket prices on all movies for a dollar because, you know, we were closed for two years and we were going to try to make up that money. That's fine with me. But for them to say like, oh, any Batman movie, any Marvel's Avengers movies, any, you know, Fast and Furious movie, we're going to charge you an extra dollar oh, just I'm because we know extra for Fast and Furious those are no the one. Well, yeah, they are because those movies still make a shit ton of money. I don't like the last one. But it, to them, it's like that's specifically saying that we know you're going to see this movie and I'm just going to get an extra dollar out of you because I know you're going to come and see it. But see, to me, it almost, see it anyway. to me, it almost seems like it, it, for the higher, for the higher, um, I'll tell you something. It's twofold. Here we go. So this has been happening in sports for Let years. Me find my words and I'll get back to you. Yeah, you're gonna, dude. You couldn't say his name. <laughs> couldn't say predators for two hours. We're gonna close the show down. I'm gonna talk like about Batman by myself. Um, sports have talked about this where they raise prices for te- the popular teams that they know are coming. The San Francisco Giants did this years ago, and it's twofold. It's one knowing like people are gonna come to this anyway, so we're gonna raise the price. The yeah. flip side of it was they also lowered prices for, you know, Wednesday day games. Correct. People don't go to those. Except for me, for, you know, for a while, I was like, I'm going to take Wednesdays off and go to a baseball game. AMC, day, AMC does that with Tuesdays. Everybody, they do that with Tuesdays. They do this with matinees. And so I guarantee the, you they're not going to do that anymore with Tuesdays. Probably not the Tuesday I thing, but it's still my, my, yeah. my ticket today was way less than it was if I had bought it for six o'clock. Um, mm mm-hmm. Even weekend, even weekend matinees, there still exist, which is but amazing. For, but for highly anticipated movies, and this is what I was trying to get out, and I couldn't. Highly anticipated movies, like I can understand raising the prices for because if if it, it is, makes it seem like that's that they've raised the prices, so it makes it feel like something like House of Gucci or something is cheaper. But and here's the, the thing: that's that's an which makes me want to go see it. More. That's an unintended consequence. Sure. The fact is, as the if, thing that makes it if I'm looking at it a business, though, this is brilliant. Because that's your so people are going me, anyway. If they, Unless if they you were going to say ticket prices are going to be a dollar more, regardless of the film, I would be more accepting of it. But it's like it's like you know the water bottles at a sporting event. You know, like oh, you're going to be here and you can't buy water anywhere else. I'm going to charge you six dollars for a water bottle. Captive audience. I understand it. I get it. Yep. Every every amusement it. park and every. Yes, concert yeah. and every everybody does it. You know, I get I it. I get it. But I'm to not me, buy it. but to me, and for an audience that they're going to that usually goes to these, you know, these anticipate these these blockbusters. Let's say that they're normally paying for at a higher price when they see that something, you know, that they didn't they they kind of had an interest in when they saw the trailer for it is cheaper. They're going to want to go see that movie. More, no, you don't think so. But also think about what this. fandom has proven. What if? Hold on, what fandom has proven okay. is they're going to pay whatever to do what they want. Oh sure, price does not That's because this is this is what happens with with comics. Um, the 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 founder of Image has been calling shops and talking about is the two ninety nine price for Saga a, a a selling point? Is that what people? No, people who want Saga buy Saga. It could be two ninety nine, could be three ninety nine, could be four ninety nine. Right. Same thing with Spawn. Is Spawn is is Todd's insistence on keeping Spawn and all of his comics two ninety nine one of the reasons that people stick with it? No, it's because it's Spawn. 
because these guys are 90s and they love it, especially because his number ones are like $8 because they're like 100 pages now. It's There is a breaking point. Obviously, there's a breaking point. But if you're telling me the difference of seeing, you know, Oscar bait film that I couldn't care less about one way or the other because it's $5 or Avengers 5 and it's 15 I'm going to go see Avengers 5. Right. Because if you don't care about something, price is not a factor for things you don't care about. Price is only a factor for things you do care about once they get way too high. Gas. Gas. You know, gas is a necessity. That's the problem. You know, when we're, we're in Southern California because everything needs gas. Someone's like, I'm just going to use Uber. Yeah. I'm just going to use Uber. Guess what? Uber prices are going up too because those people have to pay for gas. Yep. Yep. Well, my thing is, you know, uh, what if it comes down to, let's say, another Batman versus Superman movie or Justice League movie? And they're charging you more for it, and it's utter garbage. Well, that's where I mean, I'm already selective. Of, extra for that? I didn't. I didn't go see Batman versus like, Superman. Well, especially I guess, I mean, I, you know, my no, I my track record for me is I don't go and pay for a movie that ends up being a terrible movie. I haven't seen anything in the theater in ten years that I absolutely hated. Well, that's not true. Rise of Skywalker. Outside of that, but you saw uh, uh, Green Lantern. I didn't pay for Green Lantern. The store did. You were with me and Mikey. That's more than 10 years ago. No, it hasn't. Oh, yes, it has. That was not but 2012. How would, how would you feel, Chris, if you had to pay a dollar extra to watch Rise of Skywalker and it was terrible, as you said? It was terrible. It wasn't worth the money would that I paid. Would you feel worse that you paid a dollar extra? No, I'd be worse because movie? I was looking forward to the movie. I don't care about the price. I care about the movie. And that's the thing is, yeah. I, you know, I didn't go see any of the Turtles movies because they look like ass. I didn't go see Batman versus Superman because it looked like ass. I didn't go see, uh, I can't even think, I don't go to any of the Fast and Furious movies because they're dumb. Oh, so it is, it's 2011. There you go. Um, the last 10 years, I don't know. I can't think of a film that I've gone to see where I don't understand why I saw it. Like, what the hell made me go to that film? Mm. I was going to see Rise of Skywalker okay. no matter what. It was a Star Wars fan, right? Right. But I didn't go. What was the one you kept? Like Justice League. You Snake came back Eyes. To, you came back to because it was Snake Eyes. Yeah. Awful film. But it's not like I didn't walk out of that going, oh man, I should have listened to my instincts and not gone. I knew I was going to go to that film. Yeah. No matter what. Um, I didn't go see Justice League. You walked out of Joss Whedon's West Justice League in Texas like you have to see this film. You have to see it. And I was like, no, I don't. It's like a piece of shit. And you know what it is? It's a giant piece of shit. So. <laughs> Comics are the same way. Yeah, I'm just like, no, I'm not. And that's what I'm not going to go to a film because it's a Make bad film. Make me feel better about the money I spent because seeing a bad movie. So you're, you no, you're an idiot. You, I don't know why you went to see that film. Ethan went with me. I don't know why Ethan went to see that film. <laughs> Wait, I know why Ethan went to see it. Ethan went to see it because I said, Ethan, let's go see the movie. And that's the kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go to a movie. The, I bought, the theater experience like, is not enough. Let's go see it. He's like, I didn't really care to see it. <laughs> I already bought your ticket. Let's go. Well, there you okay, go. He didn't pay for it. So <laughs> that's different. You know, you, and even then I, that's not worth my time. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't go back and watch stuff that was bad. I don't go out of my way to watch stuff. That's bad. I've never seen either of the live action mm-hmm. turtles. I love turtles. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite fandoms. Those look awful. They were awful. The four minutes that I've seen when I was sitting in a freaking steak escape of the second, uh, movie, was awful. 
It was awful. Yeah. The five minutes, 10 minutes, probably 20 minutes now total that I've seen 20 different times of Even the first suicide Even though it had Bebop and Rocksteady in it. Bebop and Rocksteady are terrible on screen. They've always been terrible on screen. Hey, and as much as I love Stephen Amell, he was not. Stephen Amell, I don't care. And so everyone's like, well, I can't believe you didn't see it. You love Stephen Amell and he played Casey Jones. You love Casey. It's still the same director and the same writers and the same producer. Yeah. I'm not going out of my way to see Zack Snyder films. You know, because I don't like Zack Snyder as a director. I don't like his stuff. Why would I go see that? Why would I go see Fast and Furious? Why would I go see, you know, any of this type of crap? And it's the same thing of, of you know, shows. Like, I'm not going to watch this. You know what I should do? Because we're running at an hour here. Stop watching terrible movies No, is put this one up by itself and then put Batman. At the. Uh, just do it as one. Because it's going to be like two hours before we're done. They're all two hours before we're done. <laughs> all right. Ethan. Anything else about yeah. this topic? Because I'm going to let you go so we can talk about Batman. Good luck finding a rip torrent nope. site that has Batman that you can download illegally. No. I would say it would be dark okay. and grainy, but that would be just the movie then. Oh, it's so dark. <laughs> All right. So, Ethan, we're going to say goodbye to you so we can talk about Batman. Batman. All right. All right, dude. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, bye. You just got I out of Batman. Batman. I just got out of Batman. Which they just announced Batman was the first movie of 2022 to hit $100,000 or $100,000,000 <laughs> opening weekend. Also, I know. It, was, it did $129 million opening weekend domestically. Yeah. I mean, did anybody think this, With that this, price this will be the biggest film of the year? Yeah. It's going to be bigger in the end. Really? Think, you think so? Over Doctor Strange? Yeah. What about Thor Love and Thunder? Well, Love and Thunder is not going to make as funny as Doctor Strange. In my what area. about the final uh, Jurassic World? <clears throat> not even close. Avatar 2? No. Avatar 2 is going to be a bomb. You think who's, so? who's excited to go see Avatar? James That's Cameron true. isn't excited to go see Avatar. Okay, but how about the fact that... You have a, a, what, how, how old is that movie now? A decade? Yeah. I mean, we just talked about the fact and that... And no one, no one loves that movie. Yes. No, it, it's, That's true. It's, it, I mean, you, who you, loves that film? Who's like, oh my God, I can't wait for another Avatar? <sighs> No one. No one. That's what I'm saying. When we see films that are huge, there's a fan base that's built in. Even Jurassic World, which took people by surprise because they're like, Jurassic Park 3 was not super successful. Correct. The first weekend of Lost World was, but it tapered off fairly quickly. Lost World didn't make as much money as Jurassic Park did. Right. But there's still a fan base of Jurassic Park that you knew. Someone like me that was scared that movie was going to suck was still super excited to go see it because... Dinosaurs, but uh, do you really think it's going to be that big? Even I mean, we just talked about that. You know, it's going to HBO Max Batman. after 40, uh, 45 days. We talked, you know, but don't you think if you're uh, a Bat- you're undercutting yourself with that? No, because if you're a Batman fan, you don't want it ruined, so you're going to go see it right away. You're sure, already talking about seeing it twice. Weekend. I already I have tickets to go with uh, Robert and his wife next week. Yeah, so next Saturday I'll end up seeing it again. Another. Three hours. <laughs> okay, so, so going off of that, yeah, I knew I going in after seeing this, I want to see it again. And you're going to go see it again, obviously. Yeah. Do you feel after seeing it that it's worth seeing it a second time? Oh yeah, in the theater. Oh yeah, because it's 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 good. Okay, so before we get into it, where would you place it in the order of? Batman movies. So my thing is, is nothing's beaten Dark Knight. Correct. Because two things for me. I love Christian Bale's Batman. Yes. And Heath Ledger's Joker is out of control. unstoppable. 
this has a lot of those safe elements in that it is a very complicated story. Yes. And it has to deal with Gotham as much as it has to do with Batman. Correct. We'll leave that discussion for later. So that's probably... Because we do know there's also a GCPD series coming to HBO Max. Um, Thank God they got Jeffrey Wright to do Gordon because after after, um, Gary Oldman, that's a hard thing to follow. Correct. You're like, we got to find somebody who's... You know, and, and the same thing with having Robert Pattinson, who is very good at the Batman that and Bruce Wayne that they give you. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I yelled at everybody for for Bruce for Ben Affleck. It was like, but he's going to be Ben Affleck. He needs to be younger. It was like, it depends on what the writers want to give you. Correct. And what they did with Bruce Wayne in Batman versus Superman for Ben Affleck is that he had been Batman for years and then not been Batman for years, and Ben Affleck looked perfect for that part. Yes. Here, it's not year one, but it's close enough. It's year two. Yeah, it seems like, you know... He, they did say two years. This, you've been yeah. doing this for two years. Um, but those would be... It, it probably wouldn't be... Gosh, because I like Dark Knight Rises a lot. And I do like... I, I'd almost say if it's not Nolan Trilogy, it's this. Because I, I don't have a huge affinity Using the for, U, Nolan Trilogy, all three films as one. Because this is going to be a just, trilogy. Just put the three of them together. Right. Or, or the three, even putting the three of them apart. I'll As they always call it the Dark, Dark Knight trilogy. Knight, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. I love. I know people have a big problem with Rises. I love Rises. Yeah, and I love the end of Rises. All those vignettes and stuff. And there's some of that kind of stuff here too. But I think it's 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 what I kind of expected from Matt Reeves and what I hoped for in a film that's that long mm-hmm. is that it is very complicated in terms of there's a lot going on. There's a lot of scenes you need. Yes. I don't think they wasted a lot of space. Um, I did have a Lord of the Rings Return of the King feel towards the end of it. But it wasn't. But it but when, you needed each right, of those. When, when the event that you would think wraps it up happens, I'm like, that can't be it. Right. That's too simple. Yes. It's, it's way too simple. It's got to be having almost like Dark Knight Returns in my head going, that's way too simple. There's got to right. be something else. Um or Dark Knight Rises or whatever. See, I, when I walked out, I, I said the same thing because Beth goes, what did you think? I'm like, that's top two Batman movies. I've seen people, one of the comic creators I follow, who's never worked on Batman, but he said, it's the best Batman movie ever and it's not even close. And I just wanted to respond like, have you seen Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight in the last five years? Yeah. Because there's still something special about that film and not just in that it's, it's, Bale and Ledger and it's just the way it's constructed and the way it treats Batman and the way it treats Fox and what Batman does with with Fox and the idea of he uses nefarious means to finally finish you know the thing that Fox is like I'm not doing this but the one thing you gotta trust me that you're the only person that's ever gonna do this and then we're gonna destroy it and that's exactly what happened Mm -hmm. the one element that Dark Knight misses and Nolan did it on purpose is Gotham you do not have that Gotham feel in Dark Knight. Oh, I think there's a lot of Gotham. You have it in Dark in, in uh, Batman Begins, but you don't have the burrows. You don't have that that. No, but it's still you the, know no noir film. My thing is for for Dark Knight is Gotham as a character in and of itself because of the people in it. The, the people whole thing are the character, about, yeah. But the whole thing is about Harvey Dent, yes, and the soul of Gotham and the mayor and all those pieces and. Piece by piece by piece by piece. Those pieces are there. I agree with you that the people it doesn't, of Gotham sometimes are, but it not gets, the city itself. I think the city is the people, and the people is the city. Asgard is not a place. It's a city. It's a, it's a people. Um, so I thought, I thought that had it, too. It was a lot about what, 
the end of it too. The, not the hero we want, but the hero we need by right. being the bad guy. Right. Because to to have Harvey Dent be the villain undoes everything we do, and that's what Bane uses against them in the next film. Correct. But just take that film as its own. It is like we're the few people that know we're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and we know that's bad, but we still have to do it. Yeah. We have to cut that corner here or there. And we have to keep it a secret. And then when it blows up in our faces, it's here too. Yeah. Um, it's much more complicated in here. It uses Thomas and Martha Wayne better. It uses I, the Thomas and Martha Wayne from the novel. It may, it, it uses the, the idea. The, the thing with um, the comics lately have had, you know, more Thomas and Martha and what they meant mm-hmm. to Gotham and that Thomas is their murder is, is the, the turning point where they're just like, well, if Thomas and Martha Wayne can get murdered in the middle of the street, anybody can. So right. let's just go do crime anyway. I like the element that they gave that Thomas was running for, uh, for yeah. mayor. And the fact that Martha is an Arkham. Yes. That was, that was, a, that was an interesting. But yeah, that's, uh, that's out of the Wayne novel that Beth read from Comic-Con a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Well, there's all these different, that's the thing. You're taking pieces from all this type of different yes. stuff. Um, but no, it's it's it was good. It was, I was, it was it was borderline great. Yeah. It was it was right there. I don't think it sucked me the same way that Dark Knight did. But that that's it's it's, it's personal. But that's stuff. also that's, that's Letcher. It's, it's it's not Letcher. It's just the fact that I was really into that film. That film hit all those corners and all the things. And it is it's just at this point you're 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 um you're arguing aesthetics. You know, sure. what's what's aesthetically pleasing to to Dark Knight just was for me. You know, yeah. it's, it's you can flip the coin to some degree. I what, like Nolan's style. I like what he did. I, I've almost had a problem with emo Wayne until the very end when when Riddler tells him, you know, this is your true face. The Batman is the true I've face. Said that for years. No, no, I know you have. I know you have. And I'm not the only one. But right. yes, Batman. The truth is Batman, the lie is Bruce Wayne. The difference between Batman and Superman is the truth is Clark Kent. Right. And the lie is Superman. Yes. But to have to have the the, the, the deteriorated is, yeah. the deteriorated Bruce Wayne in this. Mm-hmm. Instead of the the ladies man or the the, the philanthropist. You can or do the distracted playboy, which is what's normally done. Right. But to have the one who just I mean and they've done the the completely uninterested Bruce Wayne also. Yeah, I mean, and that's how that's how Dark put. Knight started. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's excuse like, me, that's how Batman Begins started. So it's just to kind of do whatever. Um and the he, one, and he the does one say this thing at the end, I would he has say, to become more. Meaning both Bruce Wayne and Batman have has become to be more. the hero not only we want, but the hero we need. Yeah. Um the one disappointment I have is I thought they totally underused Al- Alfred. I yes, but He's, I can understand why. There's no room. There's no room. And since it is a trilogy, you're going to be building Alfred more. Right. I love the fact that they took the the Pennyworth that we've been getting in the Pennyworth show and a lot of the elements that the DC's added to Alfred in his past, that they you know, they, they subtly added those to him. With, you know, train, I can train you to fight. I can, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, the Alfred that's changed in the books where he was a part of the Foreign Legion. And right. he was a part of the British SAS and, you know, all these different kind of. And that's that's um, Michael Caine's too. Yes. You know, he's he's fighting in, in Africa. Yes. You know, he's a member of a mercenary force or whatever there in Dark Knight Returns. He talks about, you know. Casting for this movie, I think, was spot on. It took me so long to figure out who... Um, 
the DA was. Really? Yeah. I was sitting there like, he's a Skarsgård. I know him. Uh-huh. Like, who? Oh, he's a Skarsgård. That's right. Okay, Beth, there we go. It's funny because Beth loves every one of the Skarsgårds. And she was like, I know that face. I know that voice. because he's not shirtless and ripped. Yeah. And, she, well, the funny thing is when, when Colin Farrell was there as the penguin. Unrecognizable. Un- completely unrecognizable. I looked over at her. His eyes don't even look right. Right. I looked over at her after his first big scene and, you know, kind of lulled a little bit. I looked over and I said, that's Colin Farrell. And it completely blew her mind. Yeah. She had, she was like, no, it's not. Refused to believe me if, all the way to the I end. If I didn't know he was in it, I would have never known he was in it. I would have been Correct. sitting there. And it wouldn't have even had that moment like with Skarsgård going, I know that person. You've what? been going, I know no, Colin Farrell's no. in this movie. I was like, Colin Farrell's in the movie. Yeah, it was just like, Colin Farrell's in it. We're not going to tell you where. Is he Batman? Is he, is he the stunt double? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? He is unrecognizable. It's um, a brilliant job. He, and they did a... Uh, I love their Falcone. Falcone's amazing. Yeah, with John Turturro playing. I'm like, oh, that voice when he starts, I'm like, oh, John, John Turturro's in this? I didn't know that. I didn't either. I yeah. didn't realize it. Spot on. Uh, it was an interesting choice to to have Selena be his daughter. It does, you know, it, it does tie them together. Well, that's the big thing is all the ties are there. Yeah. You know, they started tying things a little bit closer. Um, what you do when you have to, when you're writing a script like that and you, it, you're trying to do something different. Yes. And you want it to, and, you, and you want everybody to be connected in a way. You don't need to have everybody be connected. You don't but they need decided, to, with, but... with their, their idea of what the Riddler is doing, everybody has to be connected. Yes. It doesn't work without it. Yes. You know, even having, you know, classically the, the, um, the Romans and the um, Marconis are not connected at all. They're just mob bosses. They don't know each other. But right. this is obviously, you know, they have a relationship and a rivalry. The Falcones. Yeah, Falcones. You said the Romans. <laughs> there's three. There's three Creon <laughs> There's the Romans. No, it's Roman Falcone. Yes, it that's is. what it was. I knew what you were going with it, but uh, I mean, Zoe Kravitz was. Zoe Kravitz is uh, always was a good. Great, great choice. I just, I'm looking at Zoe Kravitz and I was just like, it's weird that she's so good looking considering her father. I mean, is not good looking oh, at no. all. Oh, no. Watched him, uh, the, the old show that was on VH1 like with Carrie Keegan, Big Morning, it was like VH Morning Buzz or whatever. And they had Lenny Kravitz on and he's talking to her and I'm watching it, and she's just staring at him. And he's just, you know, talking in his voice or whatever. And I said, she's having an orgasm. And he's just talking to her. He, like, puts his hand out and touches her. And I swear to God, you see her go, you know, just kind of bumps up and down. Like, I think I just, I think I just had one. Okay. But people had such a backlash with Halle Berry as Catwoman. In the, that because she's hor- awful. Horrible movie. She's awful. Is it, you have to be more the than, movie or is it? It's the movie. You have to be pretty to play Selena. Yes. There's no way not to. Um. Anne Hathaway would have been an odd choice, except for the fact that Anne Hathaway has more range than I think anyone gives her credit for. Oh, completely. And she's great. Yeah. Um, because she gives you that that sympathetic plate towards, you know, in the, in the middle of the film. Like, you kind of get it, although she betrays Bruce. It's like, what else am I going to do? I mean, yeah. this is this giant of a man is going crazy. There was that <laughs> at the end, and I was like, boy, they introduced Venom early. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Did you notice that uh, Colin Farrell's penguin had stilts? Or yeah. high heels? Yeah. When he's waddling along. I, I thought that was I thought waddle. that was a nice little touch to you know to give yeah, him some stature. A, I think it's probably you may have added it as CGI because I think Colin Farrell is taller than Robin Pattinson. Well, yeah, that's just it. Well, even when Robert I like the fact that 
Robin Pattinson as Batman was taller than what Bruce Wayne would be. I'm Batman. Um, I love the fact, you know, the other thing was he, you know, he, he never said I'm Batman. He just said I'm vengeance. And then because well, yeah, it plays into the end of it. Plays it's like so much. this, the, the, this sort of general discourse in the public over the last five years that Bruce Wayne, sh- Bruce Wayne could do more with his money to help Gotham than just punching homeless people. Right. Right. And he has to play off it. Like, well, okay. I've tried it this way by just beating up everybody. And he says in the beginning, like, I can't be everywhere, mm-hmm. but the fear can be there. You know, those are always the best. And I've always wondered, you know, they don't do that story more with him or, or God forbid you do it with like the Punisher where someone's just like, are right, we going to rob a bank? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm not robbing a bank. Why not? Batman put four people in traction. Yeah. Last night. Well, that was what what if was- the Batman's not there. Well, I don't know. And the same thing with the Punisher. Like, I, I don't want to be in a gang anymore. Why not? Cause the, the dude with the skull, he just killed everybody. You know, the, the East side Crips or whatever, just wasted them. Just walked into a house. Just well, that was the dead. brilliance with this, with the, the using the, the bat. That was the idea. Be, yeah. And that was, and, and they've, the shadows. they've had that in some places where it's like they, they would, I think there is an, a comic where Gordon says that he's like, I don't, I just turn on the bat signal. Not cause I need you, but it's just to let people know that you're right. out there. Um, like, hopefully that stops, you know, even if it just stops one person from going, yeah, I'm no, not going to do this tonight. <laughs> I, I think I'll watch Mayor Easttown. I'm going to go home. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just... there. It, it, it felt like Gotham. Even the Batmobile, which I was, I thought I would have issues with because, you know... Why wouldn't you have a muscle car? Right. I mean, it was pretty... Look, we it, went, it, from, we went it, from like basically science fiction cars. Yes. Or Art Deco cars in the cartoon to a tank, a yes. true tank. That's the one. That's the one that stands out to me. Like everybody loves it because it's so cool, and everything was like, "Did you ever think you'd see a Batmobile that looked like that?" Right. And now you're just like, "No, let's go back to bare bones and just be like, he took a Camaro and put a bunch of shit on it." Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have any gadgets or anything really. It just, you know, it just has this great sense of timing to have a, a car carrier right in front of it when everything explodes. <laughs> but that's my favorite. He never stops and be like, "Man, like eighty people on that freeway just oh, died." God. That. I want to get to that. But the car itself had its own opening moment. Yeah. You know, where it just... And I know that I'll probably be the first nitpick. How does he know to put it right there? How did, know. You know, how did he get it there? And I always answer it with, he's fucking Batman. Yeah. How did he get back from the desert? It's so stupid. Well, how did Levy... He's Batman. How did Zoe Kravitz not... Or Catwoman not realize that the that he pulled up next to her with his motorcycles right next to hers mm. at the cemetery? Um, First Batman... Since Adam West, not to kill anybody in a film. Oh, he kills people. No, he yeah, doesn't. Everyone on that freeway is dead. Okay, he does not. Bruce Wayne doesn't. Uh, uh, Christian Bale never kills anybody directly. Yes, no, the, he when he's with the Batmobile. It's almost the same thing as Michael Keaton. The Batmobile has. Our, Michael yeah. Keaton shoots people and then <laughs> drops a bunch of bombs in the middle of a plant. Michael Keaton's Batman murders like 40 people. Uh, the Joker also falls off. He, he is responsible for the Joker falling off the building. Joker cuts his own line, doesn't he? Because uh, he's, I thought he, I thought he was holding him. No, he's on the line. Cause that's the big thing. He's swinging back and forth. And if I remember right, he cuts, he cuts his own line. I can't remember now. <laughs> it's it's 
Christian Bales is the one like, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. And then just jumps away. And there's a bunch of that in here too. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's running around going, oh, all those guys are connected to that line. I'm sure, <laughs> you know, the one who isn't, I don't think he's reaching out. Like, let me save the dude with the shotgun, you know, or whatever. I like the fact that he, uh, didn't hit its landings on, you know, perfectly yeah. when he, when he jumped off the building, there oh, was the, a the sense flight suit when he, the flight suit. Was it, I was like, ow. But you know, ow. he just, it's not the, the crisp Batman with the, with the hero landing. No. And he's got a really, it's a, it's a brawler fight style. Yeah. That they kind of gave to Christian Bale as well. The idea of like, he's much more of a brawler than a ninjutsu master. There was a, there was definitely a lot of, of um, dark knight elements. You know, like you're okay, not gonna. This is the way you got to do a Batman. You're not gonna now. do a serious take of Batman without taking something from Nolan. Right. You just can't because we we got. If you go back and watch for those first two Tim Burton movies, they're still stupid. Yeah. They're still really. They're still campy. They're campy. They're kind of dumb. And then you get into, you know the villains of Batman forever. And you're like, what are you doing? Tommy Lee? Yeah. What are you doing? Well, speak. Okay. I mean, even when you looked at Batman forever and you went, wow, Jim Carrey was a great Riddler. When the last time Paul I watched, Dano was amazing as the Riddler. And um, when they took off the mask, I was like, Oh my God, that's Ed, that's Edward Nigma right there. There is in, in terms of Batman forever. The last time I watched more than five minutes of it, it's on TV somewhere. And I said, I remember saying it here, take out Two-Face and you have a film here. Yes. There are pieces here that really work. And Jim Carrey really plays well as the over-the-top Riddler. Yes, until you get to the end when he's on the throne and he's really over the, the top. The only thing interesting in On the Throne and the stuff with Two-Face is there's so much homoeroticism oh, in it. Oh, totally. That you're like, there's the other film you could have done with the idea that the Riddler and Two-Face are banging. Yeah. And that would have been fantastic. Yeah. Like, just let, let's do this. So there's something there. When you get to, I think that's the last one I saw. Because is there five of them? Well, the one after that was Batman and Robin. Because this one, because Batman Forever introduced Robin. That's what, that's what I always get mixed up. I forget he's introduced in that film. Take him out, too. Because he has holy rusted metal, Batman. Yeah, and he comes in. He's he like, what? So what am I? Like, it's holy and rusted. Um... I never saw the George Clooney one, the one that he apologizes for, because he's like, oh, I ruined the franchise. That's Batman and Robin. Yeah. I always think that Which five... people say now, if you go back and watch it, it's a lot better than it used to be. And I can't No, Sebastian that. said that because he said it's just a Silver Age. <laughs> it's a Silver Age comic, so it's like Batman and the Bull. I'm like, that works in animation. I don't know if that works yeah. with... And plus, you gotta, you gotta get past Schwarzenegger as <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Yeah, but even Alicia Silverstone is not good in that movie. Poor fat girl. I mean, Alicia Silverstone isn't good in a lot of movies. Go back and watch Clueless. She's not that good in it. She's playing. It's it's easier to play stupid than smart. Yes. Um. Yeah, but when they took the, when they took too. the mask off of Paul Dano, it was such. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I missed the chance to have someone say, "Book him, Dano." Huh? What? Officer Dano, can you book him, please? <laughs> and then you get a. An interesting take on Arkham with the way the cells were. Got to be next to each other. Got to be able to talk cell to cell. It sure looks like that the they're going with a Heath Ledger style Joker. 
Because we'll see. Because remember the the Joker got teased in Batman Begins too, with the card, and then of course yes. we do see him in the next one. But but this one you could kind of see out of the shadow when he's sitting there that that there's kind of like the, the well he's also razor. got the he's got bumps and yeah I mean it's like Edward James almost plays <laughs> this Joker. Uh, did but you I like knew the fact that I was kind of waiting for him. Like you know they're gonna put the Joker in here somewhere. Yeah. Did you like the fact that Gordon wasn't a commissioner yet? Yeah, because they always try to tell that story. I'm sure they'll be that'll be in the next. That, one. I'm sure that's going to be the GCPD story. Mm, maybe because he's supposed to be in that, and Matt Reeves did write and direct it. God, I hope it's better than Gotham. The Go- Gotham, the series, Gotham sucked. Got better. I know you said it got better. When you start off that bad, your series. I understand sucks. that. I understand that. As a series, it sucks. I'm not going back and watching it. And like, you gotta get through those first two seasons. Anything, whenever someone tells me you gotta get through the first two seasons, I'm out. Yeah. Why am I wasting 22 hours of my time to get to the good stuff? It's when it's when you've been invested in it for a few years and it gets bad. And I think that's the. And you go, all right, I'll just sit, I'll just ride it mm-hmm. out. It's the flip side. When it's the flip side, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, that's probably part of the reason why you like it so much. You stuck it out and you got to it. Like, oh, it's finally good. Same thing with S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. was the same thing. People that stuck it out like, oh, this is a lot of fun now. I'm like, great. What about the first four fucking seasons that are awful? Yeah. Where S.H.I.E.L.D. is a complete mess. None of them are good at anything they do. Mm-hmm. Hey, soldiers from a foreign nation that's guarding a alien bomb, come on onto our plane. What are you doing? <laughs> How stupid are you? Oh, gee, they turned on you? What a shocker. Uh, was there anything about the Batman that the Batman. you did not like or it bugged you? Just not using Alfred enough to me. I don't know where you'd put it, so I guess that's not as, you know, it's not a huge concern. Do you like the fact that the Batcave was not a true Batcave? He doesn't go to the mansion at all. The mansion was the orphanage. Oh, yeah, because he turns out, yeah, because he says that in the other movie, too. Yeah. That was part of it. It was supposed, it was supposed to be turned over to an orphanage. Yes. That was kind of the connection to Dark Knight Rises. That after it burned well, down, it's, it it's turned it in into different Batman stories. His mansion has been either it was the orphanage when he was gone, and right. then when he came back, he took it back and he bought a new, you know, built a new orphanage or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. They, a lot of the things, even some of the comic book runs lately, have been using Wayne Tower as yeah, and then uh, then the Batcave is underneath Wayne Tower. Well, that was in Morrison's Batman and Robin. When he's out of the mansion, when it's Dick, Dick doesn't live in the mansion. He lives at the bottom of Wayne Tower. Right. There's that great one that Frank quietly did. It shows the whole tower and then it has the cutaway at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, yeah, he built. Because, yeah, the, the mansion is way off, out of Gotham. Right. He's in Gotham and he's just like, hey, I got to refuel this thing. <laughs> Seven nineteen a gallon. <laughs> Drives. Guess I'm not coming home. Doot, 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 doot. Hey, Alfred. Yes, Master Wade. I'm not coming home tonight. I'm going to go sit at the tower. I don't think Wayne, Bruce Wayne is worried about the price Bruce of gas. Bruce Wayne is worried about the price of gas. When you know, that's how you know. When Bruce Wayne's like, 719 out of principle, you ain't paying that. Come on. <laughs> if he can't afford it, no one can. I want you to start on a new blend of <laughs> gasoline. Hey, Fox, start on a new ethanol. Synthetic gasoline that we don't need from OPEC. Um, that's how Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne got so interested in energy. Yeah, when he made that atomic bomb or whatever. Hey, can we call Tony Stark? Um, sir, he doesn't exist in this universe. 
We have to pay for those rights. We can't. Bruce, why are you doing this with this weird ball thing? Have you seen gas lately, honey? I mean, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Do you think these people that are already poor as shit can afford eight bucks a gallon in the middle of downtown? Was there anything about the movie that caught you by surprise? No. I kind of put together the pieces as it was going. Um, I kind of figured early on that the renewal project was a slush fund, that Thomas knew a criminal element somewhere, and that's what happened, uh, that his his murder is a hit. Yeah. Um, if anything, to create that slush fund. Mm-hmm. we like, there's a whole bunch of money here, and if we kill him, we already have our hands on it. That was so interesting how, how Falcone was starting to play Bruce. That it was Marconi. Yeah. And then, you know, Alfred. Of it, yeah. And I, I thought you made Martha such a more interesting character. Well, yeah, it's her. the only way he's going to save himself from Superman. Yeah. You have to have. <laughs> look, look, dude, she was also crazy, all right? She spent time in Arkham. Why do you say that name? Martha's my mom. Martha's my mom. High fives. <laughs> Let's go stop some crime. Um, I'm Superman. I can stop all the crime right now. That's the comic I want. Morning in Gotham City. Superman has been here. <gasps> oh, we show a Bruce Wayne waking up in Wayne Tower. Well, there's nothing to do. <laughs> did you put everybody in jail? Yeah, I did. Did you stop everything? Uh-huh. They can't get out now. Where's a... Wait, there's a drug ring on... There's a drug ring on... on you know, Connor and Fourth. No, I got that. Oh, okay. Still. Oh, wait. No, there's a there's that that prostitute operation. No, nope, got that on Conway and Fifteenth. No, I got that. They're all they're all good now. All of them are living at home with Ma. <laughs> She's taking care of them. So, it's, a, but it, it's here seems, a day in Bruce Wayne's life where he doesn't have anything to do. It seems though that the Joker did have some. Pete Rich is awesome. <laughs> sort of, he just goes on like the beach. There's that great. Um, there's a Superman series called American Alien, and it's the fifth or sixth issue. He's mistaken for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so it, it's Clark's like a teenager. It's, right. it's like the, just after high school, he kind of goes on his, you know, walkabout trip of Earth to figure out these things. He gets mistaken for Bruce Wayne and ends up on his yacht because Bruce left to go do <laughs> Batman stuff. And someone mistaken is like, hey, aren't you Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne. Why? Come on board. And he just does it like being rich is rad. <laughs> He's out on a yacht. He's got all these drinks, all these babes. How do you mistake dudes? It was because it's early in. in yeah, I get it. But because Bruce is already doing like his mission or whatever. And so most of the people in his own company don't know what he looks like. Right. They haven't seen him in two years. Or they whatever. just know he's about that age. Yeah. And he's about that age. And so he ends up on there. That's good stuff. That's a great series. Your mother's name is Martha, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. High five. Oh, hey, Bruce. Come on. <laughs> What's your mother's name? Martha. That's the password to get on the, show, the yacht. <laughs> so they think it's... A- um. Yeah, th- this film. Okay, last night before you left, you were afraid that you know you were saying that Endgame moved along at a pace that it didn't feel like you were there for three hours. Infinity War or Infinity War. Infinity, Endgame did too, because Endgame is really three films in one. And once you, once you realize that, and you're like, oh my god, this film is so long. <laughs> we're back for the time heist, and we still have an hour and a half to go. Did this film feel like three hours? Yes. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, because Lord of the Rings, the, Return of the King, feels like that too. 
Yeah, because so much <laughs> happens. Yes. And there is a lot here. There is something to, as I said, kind of when um, I came in, everyone moves at a slow pace. When you know, Walking over to the cage to get the, the card. <laughs> the hand going in the card or in the cage was so overdone. Um, even just the beginning, the first time you see him and on the, the platform. Yeah. Okay. Nope. No. Okay. No. Okay. Like, how long is this? Like, I love the way he's introducing Dark Knight Rises when he's in the, you know, he's on the under, underpass in the bat pod. Yeah. And there's just the lights going over. So I remember that when I went to see it with Ethan, we went to like AMC or something like that. And because I know it's coming, it's like the third time I saw him. Like, and so the first time you see him, like in the light, like <laughs> the girls next to us are laughing like crazy because <laughs> there's no words or anything. Like it's just obvious. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so there's everything is a little. There's a lot of walking. There's a lot of establishing shots. There's a lot of pieces of um long tension. It works. Mm-hmm. It, it it's it doesn't earn, it doesn't fail to earn its running time. Right. That's that's where you're just like when you watch Titanic, you're like, we get it. They fucked each other and he dies. Come on. I love this is longer <laughs> the than the ship. Really, to, very, it hit the boat. It hit the boat a while ago. It didn't even take the real ship to sink <laughs> this long to sink. Um, <laughs> but no, there's this it. It does feel like a long movie because you're always like, okay, now here's the next thing and here's the next. But you do get twos after one, threes after two, fours. There's nothing that's not jumping around or anything. Gordon and, and Batman's relationship was very interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because you don't actually see how it's earned. Correct. It's given to you, which I think fans need to get over. Yes. The idea that if you're given something in it, just trust the creators to give it to you. Uh-huh. You know, you don't need to know the whole backstory. You don't need to know everything. We may get it in Gotham or whatever, or PD or... GCPD. Whatever it is. Um, so it's just when they hand it to you, sometimes you just got to take it. Right. You know, B6-year-old... Marvel does a great job with that. To some degree, yes. But even then, you have fans that are just like... Be six years old again when you went to see Empire Strikes Back and Luke pulls the saber out of the snow to take himself. And you're like, you've never seen this before, and yet you accept it wholeheartedly. But God forbid Leia pulls herself back to the ship. It's not how the Force works! You accepted Lando and, and Han's relationship yeah. now, and, and you did nothing. And you didn't know, and he's like, I know him. Oh, he wants to kill him. Oh, no, he doesn't. Okay, cool. You accept you accept Luke and Vader's relationship, and, mm-hmm. you know... Luke and Ben. Ben, bar- yeah. he, he barely tells you anything. They do a good job of mentioning who Ben is before you get to But it's still like, there's something in fandom, and especially now, because fan is short for fanatic, everybody needs that. Everybody feels like everyone's on Twitter going, but, but how did, but, but how did, it's like, do you want this movie to be six hours? Right. Do I got to have three hours of why Gotham, or why, why Gordon and, and Bruce know each other? Mm-hmm. Why Gordon and Batman work together? No, it's just, it's here. You see it in the first you know, in the, in the first crime scene. Yeah. He lets him in. He gets shit for it. He gets him out. Like, we got to go. And it's just, it's there because it's there. Mm-hmm. And they've told you, they've already established, they've already told you before that he's been a vigilante for two years. So, of course, he'd have a relationship with someone in the GCPD. If, if Gordon has made a bat signal by that point, they've yeah. had a relationship. They've talked to one another. They're buds. Uh, no, I thought, I just, I thought it was 
interesting. I'm glad DC needed this type of film with the way the track record's been. Have been like two good films, <laughs> <laughs> but and one of them is just basically this a Marvel is, film. This is obviously not connected to no any of the other stuff. That's what that's what you're waiting for. Something at the end, being like, "What about that guy who runs real fast?" <laughs> <laughs> See, Ezra of all the Justice League, really, the Ezra Miller Flash is seems to be the only one that you could really yes. Put in this this is definitely you know you don't hire Matt Reeves to make a a world building right. or a, a connected universe. Mm-hmm. Go make Batman. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, they may, they're making Batgirl. Don't worry about it. They're just making Aquaman. They're like, we're not going to mention anybody else. This was the first Batman movie that a villain didn't die in. Yes. Cause there's always like the, Oh gee. Whoops. Yeah. I don't know how to kill you. I don't know how to save you. Uh, anything else about the film? Nothing comes to mind. Like I said it's good. It's just so it's easier to, to talk about a film that you don't like than this that you do. Yeah, I sent you the list of uh, the IMDb ranking of Batman of all the Batman films. Um, I was just curious because yeah, I know that you don't. This was based off of you know their star rating, which is you know fans. How much the fans like it. They have Dark Knight as number one, Dark Knight Rises as two, Batman Begins. Then see that's where I'd say if it's based off of fan readings, that's already wrong, because there's a lot of love for Batman Begins, a lot more than there is for Dark Knight Rises. I've heard so many people complain. Oh, about Dark I, Knight yes, Rises. yes. Nobody really complains about, it. And, and there's some that say that Batman Begins is the true Batman film of the three, because it's such a Batman film, right? Where I mean, obviously, Dark Knight Rises, you don't see him until a third through the movie. Yeah. And I've said that third movie is the Bruce Wayne film. Yes. You know, even his time as Batman and, and his time in prison and what he does to fix himself and get out and do that's a Bruce Wayne well, thing. That's what's that's what's interesting about that trilogy is that you have a you have a complete circle. You have the transformation of Bruce becoming Batman and then Batman becoming Bruce again. That you know, it's very circular that, that whole trilogy. And one of the things my bias for Dark Knight Rises is also the fact that it does what you can never do in comics, and what they rarely do, it even in movies, is it gives you an ending. Yes, you know when you have Michael Caine in Italy and seeing the two of them, like okay, it works out for the two of them. Yeah, and that's it. That's all you need. Um, and it has Joko Lev as Robin. I love that scene where he's going up through the back caves. The, the Batman rises. Yeah. So Robin rises. When, that number is, four. Was that? What was that movie? Where do we get Robin rises? Number four in their list is Batman, the Michael Keaton one. I still think that that movie is so overrated. Number five is the Lego Batman movie. Eh, Lego movie is better than Lego Batman. Number six is Batman Returns. Oof. Number seven is Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. I've never seen it, so I can't put it in there. Number eight is Batman: The Killing Joke. No. Number nine is Batman Forever. Number 10 is Batman and Robin. I mean, the bottom of their list might be right, but if they don't have the original Adam West Batman TV movie, come on. Correct. They do not have the original Batman and Adam West TV movie on there. I, mean, I wouldn't even count Batman Lego. I That's, yeah. Lego Batman, it's, so Lego Batman is not as good as Lego. That's the problem, right? So Correct. you watch the Lego movie, then you watch Lego Batman, and you're like, this isn't as good. 
but it does explore his relationship with the Joker better than any film you've ever seen. So much. The idea of you need me and I need you. And it's been explored in comics many, many times. Uh-huh. You know, the, the, they've had stuff like, well, the Joker knows it's Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't tell anybody because he's like, I don't want Batman to stop. Right. What do you, I don't, I don't, this is it. This is what I do. This is my kink. Yeah. Is, is facing off with Batman. I don't want, I don't want him to stop. But so, in that list, with that list, where would you put the Batman? Again, it would probably be fourth. Fourth. After the after, after the give me all the Nolan ones and then that one and then <laughs> probably <laughs> probably Batman probably yeah because I've always had a problem with Batman Returns yes I remember walking out of that film and I'm like you spend two and a half hours setting him up as being like trying to make Batman in the fall as the bad guy and he just turns on the radio for half a second and all of Gotham <laughs> hears it yeah like, yeah let's go oh yeah he's on our side again like they've been like throwing bottles at him and trying to shoot him for four hours and now you're just like shh. Breaking news, the Batman's a good guy. Listen to this tape. I set up Batman. You don't know that voice, but guess what? It says he's a good guy. I still say that in the original... People love Batman forever because... Or Batman Returns because of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. And Danny DeVito's Penguin was... Terrible. And it was a good, campy Batman villain. It's so crazy. It's so... Uh, I still would have rather had Willem Dafoe as the Joker in... The Keaton Batman. You were, as everybody loves Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was what they needed after Cesar Romero. I think what the most interesting thing would have been is to have a second Joker be Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Have a, a, someone who's inspired by him or whatever. Until I'd love for a movie to get its own villain. Right. Instead of using something on there. Like, come up with something that... Well, we talked about this with them creating their own hero. Yeah. You know. But to have, to have that own villain even if it's based on something or whatever, but to have somebody that's in it, you know, the cartoon did it. The cartoon did had yes. a couple of people that you never saw before. Uh-huh. Harley Quinn being one of them, but the cartoon was sort of like, yeah, we did this. We did the great ghost. We did the what's What's the writer rocket, the girl yeah. or whatever. She's a, she's a Bruce Tim in, uh, invention. Um, and that's easier to do when you have a bunch of, you know, episodes that you can fill in. Right. Rather than, well, I've got three movies. Am I going to use the Joker or someone I make up? Well, Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to use the Joker. Now, did I thought it was really interesting that the conversation between we'll go with Edward Nigma. It wasn't Edward Nigma in this. It was it's Nash, wasn't it, or something? Edward Nash or something? Nash Tash? Yeah, Nash Succotash. I don't know. Um, it was very interesting the conversation that they had once he was caught and put in Arkham about how. It was supposed to. It was supposed to go different. In his eyes, he saw everything had playing out different because Batman. To him, Batman was just like him. Yeah, yeah. that's the when you have um, those Batman stories where you have Bruce admit that Edward is as smart as he is. Yeah, but it's also that the you know what they had to do with Thanos ones where they're like we have to tell everybody that Thanos loses on purpose. Right. You know that's the uh, that's the the Infinity Gauntlet where Adam Warlock's just like. He always leaves an opening for you to beat him because yeah. if you if he wins, he's bored out of his skull. Yeah, and so Nigma always gives Bruce a chance to solve it or to do it. And but he is you know, especially Snyder's run with Year Zero, he really makes Nigma into that um, that idea that you know this is a genius level intellect that you're dealing with. But the idea that you know it was finally said in film canon. That the reason that he is who he is 
is because Batman came first. You know, there's always yeah. the question of who came, you know, who created who? Who made who? Yeah. There's a song like that. Yes, there is. But it was always, you know, did did Batman create the, the rogues gallery or did the rogues gallery, is that a result of Batman, you know, being there or are they there, you know, would they have been there without Batman? Yeah, and almost every generation of DC Comics, it is because of Batman. Because he first, Batman creates himself to fight the mob. And right. then the mob turns to, I mean, they, they really do it in um, Dark Knight also, where it's the idea that the mob turns to the Joker and is like, well, you're the only one who can beat this guy. Right. So, yeah, go for it. He's like, I can beat him because I'm not you. I'm not just playing by the numbers. Yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely worth seeing on the big screen too. Yeah, I don't think the forty five. I, I I I think the forty five days will hurt it a little bit because we've seen with Spider Man. It's going to make so much money. But look at Spider Man. Look how much you know. It was still number one way forty five days but that's after. That's the thing. Spider Man's different. So Spider Man's not as long as this. Um, not by much. Not by much. Like two thirty or something yeah. like that. Um, but it does. I mean, you'll you'll be amazed at how many when you take every theater. How much tw- twenty minutes makes a difference in how many showings you can have? Sure, to fill out. But I, I it's it's going to be huge. I mean, this is the one that everyone's excited. for. It's not for. going to do. I don't think it's going to do a billion, but it'll come close. Dark Knight did. I just that I, was like fifteen years ago. I don't think it's going it, to do. It's, Warner Brothers is going to be fine. Oh it'll sure, right. yeah. Division of Warner Media, boo. And then they have. Uh, Warner Brothers has, so they had their their little Warner Brothers uh, super tease or whatever that they showed for that Warner Brothers day, and they ran it twice. <laughs> and I'm like, we get it, Warner's. You're making more movies. Well, Fantastic Beast three comes out right on the heels of this, pretty, pretty much. Probably need to watch those first two a second time so we understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> All right, so then now we're going to wrap things up. So for Chris and Ethan, who is no longer with us today. Did he die? <laughs> like he died. We did part of the show. He has not seen Batman yet, so that's why we didn't we didn't have him on the second. We didn't invite him for the second. <laughs> he just cut his mic off. Oh, we should have played that. It's like, no, he's been here. He just hasn't said anything for the last hour in forty five minutes. His phone died. He's super quiet because he's going because yeah, he was remoting in because of gas prices again. Um, seven bucks an hour would mean something to Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, he came up yesterday, so we were recording even if yesterday. Just, uh, even if it just makes Bruce Wayne figure out how to not have seven bucks a day. <laughs> All right, so check us out at Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris and the departed Ethan, I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next time. Next time. Ghost of Ethan. <laughs>